Welcome or welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. Our topics for this episode are Kenny Galladay signing with the New York Giants, the recent NBA injuries of LeBron James and LaMelo Ball, and what that means for their respective teams, and NBA deals at the deadline. But first, we discuss Kenny Galladay signing with the New York Giants. If I'm speaking honestly, yes, this was a great move for the Giants, and I think it'll really set them up in the future, but... If we're, I mean, the whole point of signing Kenny Galladay is to have more success in your offense and to win the division, I believe. I mean, I think that's their goals. But as I think that the Cowboys will actually come in first, and I know some people may disagree, but last year, no team in the NFC East had a winning record. The Cowboys were one game away from winning the NFC East, and they were one game away without their starting quarterback, who's proven to be a top five quarterback in this league. Whoa, top five quarterback? Yep, top okay. five. Okay. I don't think you'll be able to name a, another five quarterbacks that are better than him. Okay, I don't want to go into this because we did a segment on Dak Prescott's deal, but specifically, what do you think about Kenny Galladay's deal and what it means for the Giants? I think it means some pretty good... I think they'll be pretty good, but... It won't be, I don't think, I mean, I think he's going to do great things for them, but I don't think he's going to do great enough things for them. Because it doesn't matter who your wide receivers are. If you have a quarterback like Daniel Jones, who I think will eventually morph into a good quarterback, but right now he's still developing. He didn't make a lot of progress between his first year to his second year, and he needs to work on accuracy. And he's just had a lot of interceptions his whole career. Maybe this is a Josh Allen situation where you where he progresses but based on what we saw last year from his freshman to sophomore year, it doesn't really look like it. Okay. Um, first, let's talk about the logistics of Kenny Galladay's deal. So he got four years at $72 million, which um, um, amounted to about $18 million a year, which for a wide receiver is actually huge money. So the Giants locked it, lock him up long term, for the, I think, for the rest of his prime. And they get him until he's... Uh, like 30 or 29 or something like that. So for the Giants, I think that, like we talked about in our free agency segment last week, I think that the Washington football team is still going to win the, the NFC East because of the signings of Curtis Samuel and Ryan Fitzpatrick, which really put them over the top. But I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to come in second in this division, especially with Daniel Jones taking the jump with an actually healthy and good wide receiver, a good wide receiving core and Saquon Barkley in the backfield. This is going to be unstoppable. The Giants are going to be unstoppable. And you I think say that, but the, he's already had all that, and what has he done? He didn't have Kenny Galladay, and he didn't have a healthy Saquon Barkley. He and did. It, he did. His first year, first of all, he did. Exactly, and he didn't play all the games. He started, like, midway through the season. Okay, but still, the point is, you're saying good things about the Giants, but what about what is making the Cowboys not play as good as the Giants or even better. Well, first, first we're focusing on, on on the Giants right now and Kenny Galladay's signing. So that's why I'm focusing on the Giants' perspective. But I don't think the Cowboys are that. Dak first he got injured, so I don't think he they they're taking a risk. And I think yes, signing Dak was the right thing to do. But they're taking a risk, and whether you whether you like it or not, it is a risk. Um, How? And then how do you think? Because he hasn't played a single game. They signed him to a forty-two million dollar deal. Okay. First of all, he did play. A no, game. after his injury. That's what I mean. Okay. And, you know, how do you play a single game if you're injured for the whole season? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 
So if there's, it's no one's fault, and he is going to be okay. People have been saying he's going to be okay, and you think they just give him that big of a deal without checking out, without him working out with them? They obviously okay, okay. checked his play to make sure he was still the old Dak, or he was still close as good as the old Dak we know and love. But the point is that just anyone can get injured. The point is, it's your recovery from the injured. Okay, okay. And, anyway. the, and the Cowboys must have faith in his recovery and how he's playing now. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given him that great of a deal. Okay, but specifically the Giants and Kenny Galladay, because I'm going to focus on that. I think that they're going to become, I think they're going to come second, second, because I think they're going to be able to beat the Cowboys. Danny Dimes actually has a good wide receiving core that he can develop around. And like we saw with Josh Allen, when he gives a quarterback, a, when you give a quarterback an okay wide receiving core, they're okay. When you give them one good receiver, in this case, Stephon Diggs or Kenny Galladay, they turn into something great. I and I think Daniel Jones can take that jump this year. There have been many injuries in the NBA this year, but the two most notable are LeBron James and LaMelo Ball. Arv, what do these injuries mean for their respective teams? Alright, so I'm going to focus on LeBron James first because at the end we're going to get into Rookie of the Year talk with LaMelo Ball's injury. Um, but first, LeBron James, and he got hurt on his ankle and he rolled up on his ankle and apparently he couldn't even walk off the court. He had to be helped off the court. So he was limping. He didn't look good. So I think that this injury for the Lakers is going to be game-changing and I don't think LeBron James is in the running for MVP this anymore, if I'm being honest. Um, first, they he couldn't even carry the team like uh, properly and couldn't get them to win uh, games with Anthony Davis Whoa, out. Oh no. Wait, hold on. They couldn't he couldn't even win games with Anthony Davis out. And then now you give the Lakers THT, Kyle Kuzma, and that's basically about so that's it. And Alex Caruso. That's listen, wait, listen. Difference? Really? And we don't serious? And, and LeBron James may be out for a long time. We don't know. So as of right now, that is a horrible, horrible injury for the Lakers because, number one, they couldn't... Like I said, Anthony Davis being out was a problem. Now they don't have both of their players. And number two, LeBron James, is, I, don't, I don't think he's going to win MVP anymore. So that's what the implications for LeBron are. Um, now let's move to LaMelo. So LaMelo Ball hurt, fractured his wrist. He's out for the rest of the year. So big implications on Rookie of the Year for this guy. So one MVP, one Rookie of the Year, which is actually pretty ironic. But LaMelo Ball, I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year anymore. I think Anthony Edwards just dropped 42 earlier this week. And I that's a crazy performance for a rookie. He was hitting three. He had four threes in the first quarter. And he had, he. we see how dynamic he is going to the rim. So I think... Yes, that will be Anthony Davis for Rookie of the Year. Anthony Davis. For I'm not Anthony. Of the year. <laughs> not Anthony Davis. Sorry, Anthony Edwards for Rookie of the Year. And second will be Tyrese Halliburton. He's been playing great basketball for the Kings lately, and he's di he's been dishing to De'Aaron Fox, and they've been playing great, both of them as of late. And number three will be Lamelo Ball. I think he did enough to solidify his case as top three. But I don't think he will come number one or number two. Now, if Tyrese Halliburton or Anthony Davis get, I'm not. Why do I keep saying Anthony Davis or Anthony Edwards get hurt? Then that's a different story, and I think Lamelo could win it or come in second. But as of right now, I have uh, Anthony Edwards, then Tyrese Halliburton, then Lamelo Ball. Okay. So LeBron James, I so disagree with you. This is crazy. 
you think this is LeBron James's fault? What I was saying was that because he's injured, I don't think the Lakers will win MVP. Number one and number two. Okay, because he finish. and Anthony Davis are out, I don't think they'll be able to be able to do well. You quote said LeBron James could not carry his team when Anthony Davis yes. is out. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, but if your number one and number two best players are out, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. That's Behind yourself. Your That's number one and number two best players are out. What are you supposed to do? Because LeBron and Anthony Davis are out, it's going to hurt the Lakers. And no, LeBron I'm not talking about, I'm talking about you said LeBron carrying the Lakers. They did not have Dennis Schroeder, and they did not have... Dennis Schroeder came back, number one. And Anthony, yeah, and then they started winning again. But that's not the point. Exactly. The point is, so, uh, okay, what? Well, we disagree on that point. So, we both agree that LeBron is, that this injury is hurting the Lakers, correct? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's what, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Because I was saying that the LeBron couldn't carry the team when he was, when Anthony Davis was out. So, this will hurt the Lakers okay, even but more. No. So, I'm responding to that point. LeBron could not carry the team because you even if you're the GOAT, Michael Jordan, on a 1v5 against the Lakers, do you think he would have won? And they, I'm not no. saying this is a 1v5, but I'm exaggerating a little bit. But his supporting cast is not great. I'm telling you that right now. THT is probably going to get traded. And ever since that preseason performance, he hasn't really done anything. Exactly. Okay? So then you can't really list him. He hasn't really done anything. Kyle Kuzma is very inconsistent, but also I believe he will develop into a star. And Alex Caruso is not even the starting point guard. He's a bench player. They barely put him in, and he barely does anything. So I don't believe that I don't believe that for a second. And they still were winning games. They still have a pretty good record. But the point is that you can't really carry a team when your team roster is like that. And that AD is obviously one of the reasons. And Dennis Schroeder is going to help them. And if they're both out, then obviously they're not going to do as well. Yeah, I so, know. I think you misunderstood what I was saying. Because I'm saying, I was saying exactly what you're saying right now. So Okay, number two. Lamella Ball is, he, I, he played stellar. But it just is impossible for him to win Rookie of the Year now. Based on everyone else's performance, his performance wasn't the greatest of all time. And I think only the greatest of all time performance would make it so that you are still able, you're still able to win the Rookie of the Year by being out the rest of the whole season. And um, it's not his fault for not doing the greatest of all time. But the point is that everyone else is so good that it's going to be hard for him to still win. I believe he'll come top five. But like you said, I, I, you didn't even mention James Wiseman, who has been playing pretty well. Yeah, but again, he was also hurt, so I think that'll hurt his stock, too. I think he'll come in fourth or fifth. Yeah, I I actually think that uh, James Wiseman will come in second because he'll raise his he'll start playing better for the Warriors. And I think that Anthony Edwards will come in first, like you said, just dropped 43. He really wasn't playing that well. And I think the Warriors and... The Timberwolves both regret not picking LaMelo Ball, even though LaMelo's hurt. Because all in all, like, this is what you were saying about Dak. You think that LaMelo, we don't know if LaMelo's still going to be good next year because he was injured? Oh, yes, I, I do agree with that, actually, because basketball is about shooting. And that's his right wrist is his shooting wrist. Okay, but the point is that I don't think he'll be able to win Rookie of the Year anymore. It just won't be possible. But I do think that James Wiseman and or Anthony Edwards will come in first or second. 
Many NBA trades have taken place at the deadline, but Arsh and I are going to talk about our most notable ones and our grades for both teams. So, I believe that I'm going to go over my three most notable and best trades. My third one is the Bulls getting Nikola Vlevich and one other player, the Magic getting Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., two notable players, and two first-round picks. Now, Vlevich has been a two-time All-Star. He's been carrying the Magic, but now the Magic going full-on rebuilding mode. Uh, the, the Magic trading away Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon. I believe you're going to go over the Evan Fournier trade, and I'm going over the Aaron Gordon trade. So that's why the Magic, to get Vlevich, they had to trade... Uh, they had to trade Wendell Carter, who's a good player, Otto Porter, who's another good player, and two first-round picks. And um, so that's why I think this is a good trade for both teams, the, uh, the Magic getting good players to rebuild with and two picks that are first-round, so that's the best you can do, and the Bulls getting an all-star. Okay, my second best trade is the Heat getting Victor Oladipo and the Rockets getting Kelly Olnick. Avery Bradley and rights to a pick swap. So, uh, some people are calling this. Some people are saying the Heat got Victor Oladipo for a turkey and ham sandwich. I believe that's not really true. I believe that Avery Bradley is actually pretty good, and they also have pricks. Sorry, they also have. Oh my God! You have to cut that out. What? Who are you talking about? Said the p word. Who are you talking about? Okay, three, two, one. I don't really believe that that's true. I think that Avery Bradley is pretty good, as well as rights to a pick swap, which is also going to be pretty good because if the Heat aren't good that year, I think we've already gone, gone over this in a past episode, but they have rights to swapping first-round picks. I believe it's a first-round pick swap. They have rights to swapping first-round picks so that they get the better pick number. But anyway, I believe that this was not as good as a trade as the Rockets could have gotten. But they really had to trade him away because he was going to leave him free agency next year. Or at the end of this year, actually. So it just would have been better to trade him away, even if it isn't for that great players. But the Heat, get this is the reason I have it as my second best. Because Victor Aldipo is a former, uh, former All-Star, and he's just a great player. He averaged over 20 points a game for the Rockets in these 20 games he's played with them. So that's my second best. All right, and wait. Before you do your number one, let's hold the suspense for our listeners. Can I go over my um my second and third first? Yeah. All right. So my number three is actually I'm not gonna do most notable trades because you can tell by the namesake of who um who the biggest players were that got traded. I'm gonna do the trades that were actually the biggest steals. So number three. I'm going to go with um, Nikola Vucevic, like you said, going to the Bulls. And first, they got two. The Magic got two um, two very young players. And Otto Porter Jr. is not bad. Wendell Carter Jr. can still become something pretty good to very good. And two first-round picks. So the Magic get a steal on that. And they, they, they only have to trade Nikola Vucevic, which he is a great player, and he has made the All-Star game two years in a row. But I don't think that he is worth the two first-round picks and two young players. So, great deal for the Magic there. My second um, steal for the game, I mean, not for the game. My second biggest steal at the deadline was, is um, Evan Fournier to the Celtics. So, the Celtics, this really, they, 
the um, Magic had no leverage with Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, because everyone knew they were going to get traded, and they both weren't going to. They both were um, were in a position to be traded, so they they didn't really have leverage. And, and I think any other team could have offered two first round picks and a late second or some a, another player to get Evan Fournier, which is why I think this is a steal. Steal the Celtics only trade two second round picks. And some of the uh, cap they, they used to um, the, the sign and trade with Gordon Hayward. So I think Evan Fournier is, wor- is worth more than that. And I think that the Magic could have easily got something more for him. Which is why. That's why I'm doing my players that I think are the steals. Not the most notable. And the Celtics get to improve their guard and their length with Evan Fournier. Who I think is 6'7". He can stretch the floor. He's very good at shooting from the field. And... I think he'll be okay on the Celtics team. So again, my second, my second steal right there. And finally, my number one notable trade is the Nuggets getting All Star Aaron Gordon and the Magic getting Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a future first round pick. So Aaron Gordon, I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. Probably the second best player on the Magic and one of the best or players. Or number one too. I think. I think. Vivich is way better, okay. but Aaron Gordon has to be a great. He has to be top thirty in the league, I believe. He's just he's. I mean, he's one of the best. He's he's a versatile six eight four. I mean, six foot eight four from um from Orlando, obviously. But he's he's just one of the best players in the league. He's dominant. He shoots great. He plays great, and obviously his dunk t- contest. I mean, that was that was pretty good. But uh, Gary Harris is not bad. R.J. Hampton isn't bad, and obviously a first round pick. But Gary Harris and R.J. Hampton do not play combined as well as Aaron Gordon does. And that future first round pick could be a bust, or it could be a boom, and it could be even better than Aaron Gordon. But the point is, the Nuggets get a proven player that's going to be great. And the Magic get maybe a great player, but that's what the draft is. Just mysterious things that, I mean, you don't know if they're going to be good. You don't know if they're going to be bad. And, like, um, an example of that is LaMelo Ball getting picked third because he really didn't play that great in Australia. It was just the hype around him. But he really did I mean, he didn't shoot great in Australia either. But he's one of the best shooting rookie point guards. He's not the best in the whole league. And, and this is, like, the best players in the whole world playing here and he didn't even shoot great in Australia and he might be the best rookie point guard at shooting in this class which is just insane so players can develop even if they don't look great that's why there's been so many great second round picks but all in all the Nuggets getting a great player that's already established and the Magic getting players to build around as well as just from Aaron Gordon so they just traded their three stars you say Evan Fournier is third I don't really believe that but okay I'll let it be. And trading, I'm going to just go with your um, terminology. There are three best players for great picks and players to build their team. All right, I agree that Aaron Gordon is very good. And I'm going to say he's my the number four notable tra- trade because, number one, like you mentioned, he is very, very good. I would say he's the number one player on the Magic. He's only 25 years old. He was drafted in the 2014 class. And... He's, he's really expanded his game to not just in the paint, but also he's uh, okay at shooting. So a very good trade 
for the Nuggets, and especially getting him to play alongside Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, ooh, that's an unstoppable uh, triple in my opinion. Um, but for my number one, I think that the biggest steal in um, in trades in terms of the um, trade deadline is Victor Oladipo to the Heat. So, like you mentioned, the a lot of people are saying the Heat um, basically got him for a turkey and ham sandwich, and I'm actually going to agree with that because um, Victor Oladipo, like you mentioned, an all-star point guard, very, very good, averaging 20 points a game on the Rockets. And they all, the Heat only have to trade Kenny Ol- Kelly Olynyk, which is a backup center for them. Avery Bradley, which was he was a key player on the Lakers, but he didn't even play in their playoff run. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So I think that, and the pick swap, that's that's right. So um, I think that this this deal, um, getting Victor Oladipo is a a huge huge steal because the Rockets really had no leverage with. Victor Oladipo, he already declined the two-year extension, and he was going to leave. So they had to trade him, otherwise they were going to get nothing in exchange. So the Heat trading for a player that they could have gotten, that's always risky, but I think this was a steal. And not to mention, they pair him up with Trevor Ariza, who they trade for, which, again, a very good role player, and I think he can be good. So um, my top three are uh, Nikola Vucevic third, Evan Fournier second, and Victor Oladipo first, and Arches are um, Nikola Vucevic third, uh, Victor Oladipo second, and Aaron Gordon first. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and that subscribe button, and make sure to turn post notifications on so you're always notified when we drop a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. We check those daily. And we will make sure to feature your comment in the next episode. Until next time, we're the two brothers and their sports podcast.